Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie, it's you, Jamie. Don't be alarmed, but I think there's a guy following you. Maybe we should get that guard dog we talked about? Nothing too scary, maybe like a Bichon with an attitude? You know, Progressive's collision insurance covers injured dogs and cats at no extra cost, so... Wait, the guy stood up when I stood up. He's on the phone. He's looking right at me. Oh, wait, it's just my reflection. Don't tell anyone about this. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Pet coverage not available in New Hampshire and North Carolina. From the land of the free and the home of the Chiefs, with two-man coverage of the red and gold, this is the Locked On Chiefs Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here we go for Locked On Chiefs for Thursday, October 27th. Thank you all for listening. We really appreciate it. If you're new to the show, this is the only daily Chiefs podcast out there. The Locked On Network, we run every team every day of the week. We have a uh, podcast for every single team out there. We really appreciate you listening. Check out Locked On NFL. Check out Locked On Fantasy. There's a bunch of great guys putting out a lot of great work. Thank you for listening to us. We've got a ton of stuff going on, and we're going to start today by looking at what's going on this week as practice kicks off. The Colts are up on the platter this week, and a couple of things have changed. One, we found out that DJ White ended up breaking his hand during the last game, he had surgery already, um, and he is looking like he is not going to be available this week. And that's okay. They haven't put him on IR yet. So there's a possibility that this is a, a temporary situation. They don't want to dismiss him to IR yet. Keep him in the meeting room. Keep him going forward. And it's going to be a situation where maybe week to week he'll be able to come back. In the secondary as well, got a little bit of good news is that Philip Gaines is able to practice. It was limited on Wednesday's practice, but he was out there, and that's a key sign. He is by far the speediest of the Chiefs cornerbacks, and you're looking at a Colts team with not only T.Y. Hilton, but possibly Dante Moncrief being able to go when they match up this weekend. So having your fleetest of foot corner is, is a definite plus. He's limited. They're going to take it easy with that, and he hopefully he can hold up to practicing this week, and we'll find out closer to game time whether he's actually going to be able to go. But so far, so good. You lose one DB, you gain another, and that's just the way it's going to be. Jamal Charles was also a little bit limited on Wednesday, but was able to practice. Again, a little bit of swelling last week. They held him out. They were pretty cautious with it. Going to check him out. Don't be surprised if you don't see a whole lot of Jamal this week, but that he's still active come Sunday. We will find out soon. No big update on Justin Houston yet, but progress is progress, and we'll see what comes in. Chiefs are getting a lot of love this week from a lot of the media. You saw Chris Conley's catch all over the NFL network this week. You saw a lot of attention going to Spencer Ware, especially fantasy-wise, about how well he's being able to produce. And if Jamal's going to be out a little bit longer, you're going to see more of that. So enjoy that while it's going on. Take a look. There's some unique perspective out there. And I think what they're starting to see is that this team is growing together and going to be a little bit better on the offensive side. Hopefully they can get on a roll here. If you haven't checked out Chris's piece on Arrowhead Addict, he takes a look at what's coming down the pike for the schedule. Very interesting read. Go check that out, too. We are brought to you today on this episode by SeatGeek. We'll get to a little bit more of that in a bit. 
But coming up right now, we have our old buddy, Matt Danley. He is the host of the Locked On Colts podcast, covers them every day. We've worked with Matt for quite a while, and he's going to join us here. We're going to talk about this matchup. We have a special guest for you today. We have Matt Danley, and he does the Locked On Colts podcast. Matt, welcome to the show. What's up, fellas? Good to be here, man. So what's going on with this game this weekend, guys? I mean, I'm going to the game. So How are you? Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. Take, How are you feeling about it? I'm taking my oldest son, so uh, he's excited about it for sure. He's going to wear all of his Colts jerseys so that if he gets the opportunity to get some of the Colts to uh, sign his uh, jerseys, he can just flip one jersey up and they can sign theirs, and then he can pull it down. And the, if he gets the chance to have the next guy sign one, then he'll get it. So he's going to be wearing probably four or five jerseys at the game. <laughs> Good for him. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So, uh, as far as the matchup itself, I'm um, I'm kind of indifferent about it, to be honest with you. Uh, when we've when we've played Kansas City as of recent, which you know as of recent being uh, with luck under center, uh, the Colts have done pretty good against them. It's just uh, you know it's been a, it's been a few years. Uh, what it's actually been since the twenty thirteen. Say it. Don't talk about that. <laughs> Don't not go there. It, it has. We know when it was. <laughs> we don't. We don't. You guys don't want to hear me crying on the show. So just <laughs> yeah. keep on going. Well, tell us about this year's team. You know, all the focus is on Andrew Luck, and notably, it should be he's their yeah. premier player. But mm-hmm. how is the rest of the cast helping him try to get work done? Ty's had a fantastic start to the year. Um, he he's he seems he's so much less one dimensional than he. I think that a lot of people assume that he is, you know, on the outside looking in, small guy, uh, thin dude, deep, deep threat only kind of um, stigma, if you want to call it that. And, you know, without, uh, not Dorset, but, you know, Dorset is injured at the moment. But I mean, without uh, uh, Moncrief, you know, he's done nothing but flourish just the same. And a lot of the uh, supplemental guys on offense, the the receivers and stuff have have stepped up and you know, uh, Doyle and Chester Rogers, some of those guys have stepped up and, and become, um, you know, supplemental playmakers. So it's been pretty nice, uh, in, in that regard, but, you know, I think that, uh, there's a possibility that we may have Moncrief back this weekend, which would be phenomenal. You know, there's a few guys on there, uh, that have, uh, have really just been playing good ball, but you know, there's so many of the guys with big names that haven't been playing good ball that have been expected to, and maybe um, not necessarily warranted uh, that kind of praise. But, you know, it's it's really been a lot of Andrew Luck, a lot of Adam Vinatieri getting the Colts getting in field goal position and him being uh, the savvy veteran he is, Mr. Automatic in that regard. At times, it's been an up-and-down roller coaster this season. So, uh, as you can imagine, the, the Pagano hate has been widespread, well, I think the thing that's got to be frustrating for Colts fans, and I don't, we don't need to get into this too deep, is that you go and get two generational type quarterbacks back to back in the draft, <laughs> and you really don't seem to be able to surround them with talent to be mm. successful on a regular basis. Don't get me wrong, you guys have some good offensive players and you have some good defenders, but you can't put a, but you can't seem to field a full team at once. Right. Yeah, and it, and um, you know that first round selection with Dorsett was kind of uh, iffy, and I wouldn't even say iffy. It was a bad choice in the first round. Um, but if you look back, and it's been a while since I've done this, so I should probably just not even say it, but it, I went back and looked at that 
draft class. And if you look at uh, any of the edge rushers or some of the the key positions that the Colts actually would have been able to get, a lot of those guys since after him or whatever didn't really pan out much. So it's kind of a more of a, a coin flip than ever, so to speak. You know, at the time it was awful; it was a terrible move. But you know, this past draft, uh, I think that the Pagano and Grigson really did their job by just stacking offensive line help. And despite the the offensive line struggling this year, they've got that um, one or two year window here in the next couple of years where they're really going to, I'm, I think they're going to be a top five offensive line in the next two or three years. They're not now by any means, by any stretch of the imagination, but they've got, not only do they got quality guys there with Denzel good uh, rights is probably not going to be there much longer uh, but he played well last week, especially, and he has played pretty good in the past. But Joe Haig, um, Austin Blythe is going to be a uh, a good rotational guy for injuries. Jack Muhort's been the best offensive lineman. And Anthony Costanzo is actually the biggest veteran. And then Ryan Kelly uh, holding down the center position. They've got mo- They've got pieces up front. They've got a starting lineup, and they've got some depth pieces as well. And I can only imagine they're going to uh, build on that. Their, their biggest issue uh, in the future is finding quality edge rushers and uh, inside linebackers because their safety crew, I mean, they're going to have to replace Mike Adams eventually. But, man, for old man winner, that dude has played uh, his butt off, man. At 35 years old, he's still one of the top 15 safeties in the league, and he's definitely been one of the better defenders on the team. So... Uh, they're they're going to need to find another mainstay corner as well in the second uh, in the secondary. Um, but you know they've got they've got a lot of pieces that they've they're in a good building phase. We'll put it that way. But they wasted a lot of time not doing this in the in the previous years. They had some really poor drafts, really bad drafts. A lot of guys, um, I think it's somewhere around seventy percent of the guys they drafted after the second round are not on the team anymore. Maybe even higher than that. SeatGeek is the smartest, easiest way to find tickets for the football games you want to see up close and in person this season. There's nothing like being in the stadium for the biggest plays of the year, and with SeatGeek, it's never been easier to get the guaranteed seats you want for a great value. Now, I use SeatGeek online on their website as well as on my phone, and on the phone, it's the easiest way to shop for tickets. You can be anywhere in just a couple of taps. You can instantly find seats that you want for whatever event you're going to. SeatGeek checks every major ticket outlet for you and puts it on one page. Right now, there are still tickets for less than $30 as the Chiefs go to Indianapolis. They want to give you the most bang for their buck, and they give you 100% guarantee. So the best thing about it is our listeners get 20 bucks off their first SeatGeek purchase. To get your $20 rebate on tickets, go download the SeatGeek app, go to the settings tab, and click add a promo code. Enter the promo code LOCHIEFS. SeatGeek will send you $20 after you've made your first ticket purchase. Download the SeatGeek app and enter the promo code LOCHIEFS today. Well, let me take you back because I want to talk specifically about this matchup. If you're Bob Sutton, the Chiefs defensive coordinator, and you're looking at that offensive line who has been had kind of an up and down season, where should they be attacking that offensive line? Well, Ryan, as I mentioned, Kelly's been good at center. Uh, but you know as well as I do, when you get into uh, where they do any delayed blitzes and you force the center to uh, pick a gap 
to cover and to help the guard. Kelly's been, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? He's been uh, susceptible to turning his back too far to his uh, to his uh, to being level, uh, so to speak. He'll 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 double team uh, with the guard and completely turn his back to the other side of the field, and that's allowed some guys to get through up the middle on delayed blitzes. Uh, some of their tw- uh, the Colts that that line has a lot of trouble with twists, any twisting, or just you know, uh, inside, outside pass moves, any, anybody on the edge who has uh, a one, two move is going to give them trouble if they can, you know, and the chiefs defense is, is solid in a lot of those regards, but they just have to be, if they're going to attack this Colts line, they just need to push them back to see how, how bad they can push them and get them in their own backfield. And then start dialing up some exotic stuff because the Colts are the Colts have hard time with a lot of that. And if you can get uh, one of those guys to kind of handle Costanzo, that that's kind of the beginning of the end, at least for uh, the Colts uh, front the, their offensive line. But they have done a good job in not allowing a lot of that stuff to really get under their skin. Uh, they'll go. You know, they can have four, uh, four or five plays where they just looked pathetic, but they'll come back the next drive and they'll give Andrew Luck four or five seconds to throw the ball a couple times. It's really strange. They're just not consistent. And that's the thing. And eventually you're going to get through, you know, I mean, it's, it's just one of those situations where, uh, the, the more the Colts pass, the more opportunity, the opposing defense have to get them and they'll get them. I mean, eventually, uh, and if they don't, then the, the, that, that offensive line's had a stellar day, if that's the case. When you look at the offensive line, and, and you're talking about a situation where in Kansas City, their offensive line is starting to get better, but you're talking about building an offensive line with a lot of young guys, and that's actually what they've done with corner this year. And I think what you're seeing is what Kansas City's seeing, is you're going to get guys that are getting a lot of experience now that's really going to help them later and down the road. Mm-hmm. So I think that's going to be good for the Colts. Yeah, oh yeah, for Where sure. Where do you think that offensively Kansas City should be able to attack the Colts uh, against the Colts' defense? Well, Spencer Ware is going to be a big issue for the Colts because, that's, like I said, this uh, linebacking crew cannot cover their – I would expect Edwin Jackson, who's a guy you guys probably don't know anything about, um, is a better option in coverage for the Colts. He just hasn't gotten the snap count, you know, uh, this year. And with McNary not being able to cover, Dequell Jackson is a strict, strictly a run defender and uh, and a blitzer. You know, he's he's not going to be able to cover anybody. So. Uh, if if I'm the offensive coordinator, I'm doing as much as I can to get Spencer Ware uh, some one-on-one matchups across the middle with linebackers or utilizing their tight ends, with that, which Alex Smith is uh, very good at, uh, you know, utilizing. And so that that's going to – I mean, that's ultimately their weakness because, you know, Vontae's playing good. He, you know, you can look at all the grades you want on Davis at this point, but Davis is really locking up some guys this year on the outside at that corner position. And then Patrick Robinson had a good game last week, but he's inconsistent as well. So I know you guys have some more deep threats this year um, as well. So that's nice for your guys' offense, but uh, loosening up the middle of this Colts defense is really where it's at. And if uh, the Colts don't use gathers in a, uh, 
uh, a more widespread role as as opposed to uh, covering some of those line or running backs and tight ends, then it could be a real long day. All right, we got to get down to brass tacks. Mm-hmm. What do you see happening here? What's your prediction? Mm, it's at home, so it, it's real hard to tell. Sometimes the Colts will flop at home. Sometimes the Colts look dominant at home. Some of their biggest wins uh, have been at home with Andrew Luck under center. And I, you know, it's just one of those games. The one thing that the the Chiefs have done uh, since Luck's been under center has been, I'll just say the new era, because that's getting old saying that over and over. (laughs) But, uh, you know, with this new group since 2012, uh, the three matchups they've had, the, the Kansas City Chiefs have turned the ball over eight times. The Colts have turned it over four, uh, the running game, you guys have, man, somewhere close to 700 yards rushing in three games, uh, whereas Andrew Luck has feasted on your secondary in the past. And that's a little different now with Peters back there, and that's you know that's got me a little worried. So he's definitely not going to shy away from attacking Peters. But the problem is, is who is Peters gar- – who, who is he matched up against? You know, that's where that – comes into play more more than anything so you know who can out uh physical him for the ball in any 50 50 opportunities but i'm gonna i man i was up in the air on this and i'm it's gonna i'm telling you right now it's gonna be a four-point game either way that colts have only one game decided this year more than six points the colts seem to find this area where they're not going to get up on they'll get up on you and they'll let you back in the game or if they're down two scores they're going to get back in the game it's very annoying to watch over and over you want them to be able to put somebody in their rear view and keep them there um but i'm going to say 20 uh yeah 24-20 and i'm going to say it's colts and the only reason i say that is because andrew luck is playing at an mvp caliber right now uh, the the Chiefs are hands down the better team. There's no two ways about that. But I think that uh, right now, with the way the Colts are playing, they're going to have some guys in there, and they're going to be getting more snap counts, the guys who have been effective. And the Colts have a real issue with not putting the most talented guys on the field. You know what I mean? And uh, they've started to increase these guys' snap counts, and I'm actually writing a piece right now for today's pigskin about it. Because I think they're going to be some of the key guys. You know, you've got Luck and Hilton, and a lot of these guys who are really playing good, good ball. But these supplemental guys like Ty McGill uh, creating internal pressure. A lot of these guys don't. Uh, a lot of these guys are going to be called upon to be a more significant role uh, in this on this team going forward in the second half of the season. So I'm going to give the Colts the win here, but like I said, it's only because these guys are going to be getting more playing time. And I think they're better, uh, options at the moment for what the Colts need on defense and offense. And Andrew Lux playing MVP football right now. It's a tough place to play folks. You hear here first, check out Matt Danley on locked on Colts, all the episodes they cover the Colts every day just like we do the Chiefs so check him out thanks for listening Matt thanks for being with us anytime guys thanks for having me thanks for listening to us today we really appreciate it we'll talk to you tomorrow thanks for listening to the Locked On Chiefs podcast while you're out there give us a rating or review and reach out to us on Twitter at Ryan Tracy NFL and at Chris Clark NFL we'll talk to you next time 
Fall has arrived at JCPenney, the perfect time to refresh your home. From now until Sunday, get up to 50% off select comforter sets, furniture, and the most comfortable mattresses from top brands like Tempur-Pedic, Sealy, Beautyrest, and more. And save 50 to 60% on select sheet sets, plus an extra 15% with your coupon on select home items. Hurry and soon. That's getting your pennies worth. JCPenney. Coupon valid 928-109 on select home items, furniture, and mattresses. Prices valid 928-101. Selections vary by store while supplies last. Fittings on regular and original prices. Intermediate markdowns may have been taken. Some exclusions apply. See store or jcp.com for details.